This is the episode 13 news segment. As always, I'm Dan Pineda. In what was a wild weekend weekend of postseason baseball, we have your updated results as of today, Tuesday, October 9th. First, last Tuesday, October 2nd, the Rockies defeated the Cubs 2-1 to win the NL wildcard game to move on to face the Brewers in the NLDS. And on Wednesday, October 3rd, the Yankees defeated the Oakland A's 7-2 to win the AL wildcard game and moved on to face the Boston Red Sox in the ALDS. Between Tuesday, October 4th, sorry, Thursday, October 4th, and Sunday, October 7th, we saw the Brewers sweep the Colorado Rockies, the Braves showing some fight, the Astros dominating the Indians, and the Yankees uh, tying up the series between the Red Sox and the Yankees in the ALDS. As of today, Tuesday, October 9th, the Dodgers have won their series three games to one against the Braves. The Astros have swept the Indians three games to none. And the Red Sox are up two games to one in the ALDS after a thrashing of the Yankees last night. In basketball news, DeJounte Murray of the San Antonio Spurs tears his ACL during Sunday's preseason game. This exciting rookie prospect has no timetable for his return to the team, and there is a possibility of him not returning this season. In other basketball news, J.R. Smith and Marcus Smart have both been fined for their roles in the fight that occurred during the Celtics and Cavaliers game last weekend. In NCAA football news, number 9 Texas beats number 11 Oklahoma 48-45 to to further the talk that Texas is back. Also, number 24 Mississippi State beats number 21 Auburn 23-9, to handing the Tigers their second loss of the season. And finally, in NFL news, Le'Veon Bell has stated that he will return to the Pittsburgh Steelers during the team's bye week in Week 7. This has led to speculation that he's only returning to the team so that he can be a free agent next season. If he were not to return to the team, he would not be able to pursue a different team next season. This has been the Episode 13 news segment, and now... On with the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode thirteen. Of Ride the Pine, lucky number 13. Uh, this is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my co-hosts, Kyle and Ron. Guys, how's it going? I'm starting to get a little bit emotional now, guys. It's already week six. It's sad. It's flying by. Yeah, it's been a really interesting week. Um, yeah, I, I not not really anything interesting going on, but yeah, it is flying by. Uh, what a interesting week week five was in the in the NFL this week. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, a lot of uh, crazy games that happened this week. Uh, was well, what do you guys think of the week that was week five in the NFL? Oh man, it was. I mean, it was awesome. I couldn't believe the uh, the Browns game. You guys saw that? They had a, a great a great hard fought battle that they won in overtime. What was it? Their third or their fourth overtime game of this insane third? Yeah, I believe, something like that. I think it was the third. I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's crazy. It was kind of crazy that it got down to field goals, you know. I mean, I know yeah. that the offense for both teams isn't particularly fantastic or anything, but uh, but they score a lot. Just kind of, you don't see that very often. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens well, yeah, especially after 
Yeah, after last week when the uh, when the Browns had like what forty three points or something like that, I guess they just scored themselves out or something. So yeah, on exactly. a side anyway. note, did you see the field goal that won the game for the Browns? It looked like he barely got that off the ground. No, I didn't actually see oh, it. Oh, I know. How sad is that? It has to be a little bit ugly for them to be able to win. It's like, oh, we yeah. won, but God, our kicker is he's terrible. <laughs> um, I I, I want to touch on a game that I thought was really interesting because it came down to the wire was the Panthers and Giants game, mainly because mm-hmm. obviously the controversy of, uh, you know, was a fourth down, was it, was it a first down by McCaffrey on that last play before Cam clocked it? But also a game-winning sixty-three-yard field goal. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, pretty amazing. What do you uh, What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I definitely. I, mean, I had the Panthers for sure the whole <laughs> the all week, and uh, the Giants made it quite a good game actually. And uh, the whole uh, Odell, you know, drama—not drama, but just kind of him, you know, showing some heart and some passion, a little bit of frustration with their offense. And they had a good fight. It was a pretty good game. Um, I cannot believe he hit that field goal. I mean, and if if you go back and you look at that footage, that field goal had easily enough to go another five five yards. So he could have easily hit a sixty eight yarder. It was, yeah, e- easily. Yeah, mm. yeah. They made it look good. Like I said, unlike the Browns, they have to kind of win ugly. Uh, pretty, that is true. Pretty pretty amazing stuff. Um, um, what about the Chiefs taking care of Jacksonville? Um, you know, I thought that'd be was, a good tough game. Jacksonville has a good defense. You know, I thought that game was going to be a lot closer than what it was, but God, Bortles showed us his true colors that he can't play in bad weather because, God, he couldn't hold onto a ball if, you know, I don't even have an analogy. He was just terrible. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to get to that point either, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where, like, again, I just continue to want to buy into the hype of Patrick Mahomes, and then my friend this week posted a meme on Facebook, and he said, like, hey, you know, the the... Chiefs had like undefeated starts in like all these years and they never won a playoff game like in any of them. And I'm just like thinking, you know, well, yeah, but they didn't. This team looks like it's solid. Those teams yeah, might have been like pretenders. Yeah, that's true. They, I mean, they are good starters, though. They're like the Falcons. They've always had good regular season records. They can't always finish. And I do think the same way about the Chiefs, kind of. We'll see if they can prove it. Speaking of the Falcons, yeah. they couldn't get anything going this weekend. They they just yeah. seem like their offense was stale. Right. What's up with them? Unbelievable. What are they? One and four now. One I mean, and the four, first, you know... and they, and they just got they got forty one points put on them by the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, the first week or two, Yeesh. you could you could win or lose any game, so you could be one and two, no problem. One and three, eh, I don't know, but one and four, you're pretty much out of the playoffs, especially in that division. The Saints and the Fal- uh Saints and the Panthers, they're gonna have a tough time coming back from that. Yeah, unless they go on like a really hot streak and they, you know pretty much win the rest of their games yeah. or i mean I, you know. I put them as you know one of the top five six teams in the nfc you know thinking they're a pretty good top team but i don't think so yeah yeah you know i i have to say though one of my favorite games to watch this week was that ram seahawks game that that game I was, was just gonna amazing. say that game that was good that, that was such a good game to watch and yeah it looks like it was a lot closer than i kind of expected it to uh, uh, to look after you know a couple weeks ago when uh seattle looked like they didn't know what they were doing so yeah no they made a good game of it that's a division a division game for sure and uh i hope brandon cooks is okay because boy oh boy did he get lit up like a christmas tree in in october uh that was uh that was that was pretty nasty that hit and there was a no call there also right him and cup both out with with uh um concussion protocol right yeah with concussion sy- symptoms yeah that uh yeah 
that turned the tide a little bit for uh, for Seattle, and that, and you saw them kind of gain some life, but it just wasn't enough at the end. Yeah, I mean they the stuck Rams with them just, pretty well. They did, and the Rams mm-hmm. are just too good. Uh, but I think the biggest shocker of the weekend for me was the Packers Lions game. Mason Crosby, veteran of over ten years, misses four field goals, and if you do the math, that's twelve points. They would have won 35-31 had he made those field goals. Didn't he miss five? Yep. He missed four and an extra point. See, I saw the story pop up on Twitter, and I thought it was just that he had missed that many this season. No. But no, yeah. it was all in that game. All in one game. <laughs> like, he was hitting goalposts. He was shanking them. He was pulling them. Like, he didn't know what to do. Jeez. Yeah, pretty, pretty rough stuff. And you see Aaron Rodgers on the sideline like, damn it, man, will you get your shit together? Come and on, he's man. Stuck in the game. I mean, they almost they almost came back. Detroit, you can you can tell the teams that like aren't uh, you know expected to win. Detroit should have won that pretty well, and they still almost gave it up. You know, almost like they knew Green Bay was supposed to come back, and they got it within a score. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think those kind of games are important, though. Um, You know, I think that helps re realign the Packers. I think for like the Rams, I think that's good to have a back and forth game that you're almost you know staying tight because they've won pretty. So I think it's great to see them have like a tight game that kind of refocuses. I think the Rams are going to go pretty far. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, I know that before we got on the air, I know Ron was very happy about his boys yesterday, the Bills, coming out on top. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Guys, like, I watched this entire game, and I just, as time went on, I got progressively and progressively more cynical because they started up really quick. Yeah, they started up really quick. They got touched down pretty early. You know, uh, uh, Josh Allen ran it in for like 14 yards. And then after that, it's just like it was painful to watch. Like it was definitely a defensive battle. And uh, I mean, I thought the Bills should have won by a lot more, but, you know, they barely squeaked it out at the end. I told Dan, like, while the game was going on, man, they're really billsing it up. And then Tennessee kicked that field goal to go ahead. And I was just having flashbacks of the Music City Miracle because I was like, Buffalo's going to take it down the other end. They're going to kick the field goal, and then they're going to have like just enough time left to you know, be like, okay, you guys have to kick it off, and then they're going to run it back for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so. usually see Buffalo lose that game where, where they give up the lead near the end, but sure enough, they came back and did it. That was awesome. Yeah, shocking. I will say this. I think the, the moment that got me hyped up, and I'm not even a Bills or Titans fan, was when Josh Allen uh, drew that... Uh, roughing the passer penalty and then gets oh up and starts nodding his head like he's eddie guerrero like that was amazing i know yeah i texted you and i was like is it me or is he the reincarnation of like eddie guerrero because he's he's it, it, it i don't know he might have been hit a little bit harder than i think but like it, it seemed to me like he was doing the lebron flop and then he got up and he started like taunting for the crowd and stuff like that and i was just like oh man Lion, cheat and steal. <laughs> yeah, he's starting to feel though. Yeah, he's starting to yeah. hit, he's starting to hit his groove as a starter, and I'm really impressed yeah. with him. He's got a lot of poise. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to be one of those things where he's going to get better as he, you know, sticks with the team and everything like that as they continue to like build him up as a passer. But um, you know, I've been optimistic about quarterbacks before, and uh, it's kind of backfired on me. So I'm still holding out like reservations and stuff, but. Uh, Currently, I'm I'm pretty happy oh, with the yeah. way he I mean, performed the road. other day. You have to build chemistry as a quarterback. There has to be you can't just play a few games and kind of go smooth. You know, he need this is a great season for him to yeah. be involved and play a lot of games. Almost anything he wins is like, oh great, you know, because you're I mean you're a Bills fan. You were like writing him off after week one, so 
I mean, this, this is a great learning yeah. and progression season. Absolutely. Now, Ron, uh, good news is when you um, have your recording session tomorrow with uh, Tom and Austin, you can uh, throw this stat mm-hmm. out to, to Mr. Austin over there. The Bengals put up 27 unanswered points to win 27-17 against the Dolphins. Oof. Yeah, that uh, that didn't sound like a very fun game from a Dolphins perspective. No, I mean, if I'm a Dolphins geez. fan, I'm... I'm Crap, crap and bricks like i'm upset because yeah i'm just like what happened yeah exactly you know? what did happen like i didn't really see that game very much but then all of a sudden they stopped showing it i'm like oh and that's why it's 27 to nothing yeah it's crazy yeah i mean the, i mean the dolphins just aren't a strong team i mean their wins this year weren't that impressive you know so the Bengals might and, be for real yeah you know and a team that's uh, that could potentially find its groove, and I can't believe I'm saying this, and I bet Tom can't believe it either, is the New York Jets. How about Isaiah, oh, Cro- Isaiah Crowell, 219 rushing yards on Sunday? Yeah. That yeah, is, had, yeah, it was definitely Denver's yeah, had a surprising. bad six days. They really have. They really, lost really that heartbreaker to Kansas City, and then just, I mean, it wasn't even a game against the Jets. They're doing the thing they do where, like, you think, oh, they're, they stink, and then they look great, and then when you get behind them, they lose. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if the Jets are, what's up? But they're they're doing pretty well. They are who they thought what they were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right in the middle. But, um, yeah. I mean, geez, I feel that, like this year. They might be good. They have Sorry, a decent defense. I don't know. Yeah, I think that the uh, the Broncos this year are kind of like the Chiefs every year, where I feel like they're just going to be a real like middling team that still somehow manages to get the, into the wild card. But uh, yeah, that could you be. know not all that impressive. I don't yeah. know if they'll make a wild card at this rate. Yeah, it might be difficult, but I could still see them pulling it off. Yeah, uh, I mean, because because my thing, I think this could be the year the Chargers oust the Broncos from a playoff spot because right yeah, now the, I was the, just gonna because the Chargers are three and two, Broncos are two and three. Yeah, I was wow. just thinking that. I was going to get your guys' opinion on this. Like the the Chargers, I mean, not impressive. They beat the one and now four Raiders, but I mean, they're looking pretty good. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat out Denver. I mean, it'd be just a matter of you know outdoing the other wild card contenders. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Chiefs have like a still have a lock on that division, but uh, I think that they could definitely beat them out for the wild card this year which uh was surprising to me because like i said uh well like i've kind of implied over the last few weeks uh you know going in with the chargers and everything like that i just kind of always see them also as a middling team but uh i mean they're not like blowing oh, the doors off are. or anything like that right. but yeah i totally agree yeah yeah they're always pretty good on offense and not that great on defense and then they they can't always close games but um yeah hey, they're three and yeah. two yeah. I was going to say they're the best middling team right now. <laughs> they are, right. They're the best in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. and I wanted to actually mention another thing. You know, there are two divisions that I wanted to highlight. Uh, you got the NFC West, right? So you got the Cardinals and the 49ers at 1 and 4. You got the Seahawks at 2 and 3. And then you got the Rams at 5 and 0. I mean, unless yeah. the Rams just completely just like crap themselves that they, they, yeah, they the can't wheels lose have got to fall off they they they, and, they, uh, they can't lose this division unless like something drastic happens i don't see them losing this yeah. division the way they're going right now yeah i agree okay. i think the wheels have to fall off and then like the engine has to explode and then like something has to happen with the chassis where like they they scratch up the paint or something like that like i feel like they're just dominant right now even though they only won by two points this week yeah yeah I mean, they and the other division I wanted to touch on was actually the AFC South. 
You have the Titans at three and two. You have the Jaguars at three and two. You have the Colts who are one and four, and then you have the Texans who are two and three. That division is completely up in the air. Yeah, I feel like it usually is. If yeah, I'm not yeah. misremembering, like exactly. The yeah, it seems like a, yeah, yeah. It's like it's one of those. It's the it's that division where like it, as a Bills fan, every year you get to the end and you're like. Do they have to send a team from this division to the playoffs? Like, why can't we have that spot? Because, you know, we went for 17 years without. So we saw that happen a lot. And, uh, yeah, not, nothing really impressive over there, to be yeah, honest. If Indy, if Indy wins a few more games, they're going to be kicking themselves for not getting a tie over a loss. Because in this division where no one seems, you know, um, consistent, that, that, that loss versus a tie could hurt. Now, yeah. the crazy thing is, is that if the Redskins win this game tonight, they will actually be leading the NFC East. <laughs> Think yeah. about that for a second. Crazy. They will be regardless. Yeah, you're actually right. Yeah. That actually is a good point because the Cause Eagles are 2-3. The, the Cowboys are 2-3. and three, And then let me see here. I got the Giants, and the Giants are 1-4. Yeah, so regardless, if they yeah. win or lose, they're yeah. going to they're gonna be leading the division, which is – that's nuts to think about what do you uh, what do you guys think who do you th- what uh what division do you think is the most guaranteed for division one it's got to be the rams the nfc west you think uh, so? uh, yeah i, I, I just matter uh, new england There's, i mean new england will not i don't know division. i don't know i i mean obviously as a as a homer you know the patriots are my team they have been since i was a kid but i don't know the way that these other teams are playing, they're playing them hard. They're playing really well. The the Jets putting up 200 yards rushing. We all know the Pats can't stop the run. Yeah, the Jets, mm. Jets I think, are the biggest threat. I think right now the Jets are the biggest threat. And I'd say next, I'd say the Bills probably. The The Dolphins got their lunch money stolen by the Pats last week. Uh, but, yeah. but God, this week, then the 27 unanswered to the Bengals. If something doesn't happen there quick, they, like you guys are saying in the NFC West, the wheels could just fall off that, that team after a three and start. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I honestly like, think, that was... I think if I was to pick, I think it'd be Rams to guarantee it, And then it'd be Patriots and then chiefs only because the chiefs have the best second place team out of all of them, you know, with the chargers and, and we'll see. Thank you puppy for your yeah. input. Oh, tell me more. Yeah, I know. um i will say this uh before we take our first break uh the cowboys texans game last night i'd say that was a pretty decent game like it was a little ugly at the start but it was it was it came down to the wire uh, and then it ended up going to overtime yeah that was good what do you guys think about it i i like hopkins a lot man he's that guy looks he's playing with fire this year he's he's passionate he's all over the place he's breaking tackles he looks fierce out there. Uh, I, I wish I had him on my team, uh, but he looks good. I like the game. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, I didn't get to watch most of this game, but uh, I did tune in for the overtime, and I saw that catch by Hopkins where he like broke like two or three tackles or something like that, and you know got a pretty big gain off it if I remember correctly. So yeah, uh, I nice. thought he looked really impressive in that very short sample window, you know. Um, and you know i'm always happy to see dallas lose even though i think i picked them last week so but uh yeah yeah and um so we are going to take our first break and when we come back we're going to make our game picks for week number six and we're also going to review our stardom and sitems from last week and make our fantasy prediction for this upcoming week uh stay tuned you're not going to want to miss it Are you an independent musician who wants to have your song heard on our podcast? If so, please reach out to us at Twitter, 
at ride the pine pod or email us at ride the pine pod at gmail.com this week's musical guest is a personal favorite this is bears with eagle arms and their tune song for myself enjoy Spaghetti and long afternoons making sauce. And I like to keep my teeth clean, but I never seem to floss. I like to sit around and read, and sometimes write just for myself. I sometimes don't even bother to rhyme. Follow structured meter The meter's all fucked up at all Figured out here in a second And I like to drink a beer every night Just kidding, I like to drink a lot and it's probably killing me. Probably killing me. I sing my shaky, snaky songs. I sometimes strum and sing real loud. I sometimes shout and try to feel like I am alive. Now I'm not a Catholic. But I still like to confess I once was a Catholic And man, that shit don't rest Now I stand up when I pray I make them listen to what I say I make them listen to me say Oh shit, what was I going to say? Oh fuck, I totally blew it I like to take myself out on long walks I try not to think about all the stupid shit I've ever said and none is a I like to be someone that I'm not and so I plan and scheme and plot and almost every day I'd have to say I'm frankly disappointed this is my
that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Hey listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. Hey guys, it's Ron back here uh, with the final stretch of the intermission segment. In this last segment, I just wanted to take a second to recognize our awesome sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Uplift Pomade is a hot new line of hair care products born straight out of Wakefield, Mass. And they care about your hair. That is to say, they want you to look your best. That's why the inventor of this product, Rocco Danielli, used his original Uplift Pomade on our own Dan Pineda for his wedding day. And I mean, with hair like that, it was impossible for his wife to say anything other than I do. Uplift Pomade is alcohol-free, soy-free, gluten-free, vegan, and infused with USDA organic essential oils. It is also cruelty-free, which means that they refuse to test on animals. Plus, the recycling program allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade products, and they will give to you a $2 credit towards your next purchase. It's a better deal than recycling cans or bottles. So if your hair care product just isn't doing the job for you, check out Uplift Pomade. Currently available at Wholesale Barbershops, Over the Top Barbershop, at 209 Albion Street, Wakefield, Mass., 01880, and coming soon online at upliftpomade.com. Thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. Alright, welcome back everybody from our first break. Um, we're going to jump right into our lightning round for our game picks this week. Uh, starting on the docket, Eagles at the Giants. Who do you guys like this week in that game? Uh, I got to go with the Giants just because I love an upset. I mean, I feel like that's just that's a really that's a good opportunity for them to come back and like shock the uh, defending champs. What do you think about this matchup, Dan? What what do you call? What, what what do you think of it? Is this these good teams? What do you think? Uh, oh, this oh this dumpster fire game. You mean? Yeah. I still got to go with the Giants. I think their offense is better than the Eagles right now, and they lost a Jaya for the year. Uh, Giants all day. Well, who do yeah, you I'm got, gonna take, Kyle? I'm gonna take the Eagles. Their running backs rotate too much. I don't think it matters if he's out. All right. Next on the docket, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks at the at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, in this one, I think the Falcons have to ba- bounce back at some point. And I think this is their bounce back week. I got the Falcons at home. Yes, I agree. This is, I mean, if not now, you know, when they got to get a win for Carolina and New Orleans at a time. I have nothing but fleeting hope that Jameis Winston is going to come out this week and be just an all-star. So I'm going with Tampa Bay, even though it's against my better judgment. (laughs) All right. The next one on the docket is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Who do you guys like in this game? Tough Um, matchup. Yeah, for sure. Like these teams are both pretty like, like just very flimsy in terms of like their reliability. I think I got to go with Cincinnati this week just because they're at home. But I mean, it could go either way. Yeah, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Cincinnati seems to lose when you think they're got it turned around or got it figured out. So yeah, I have to agree. I think I think Pittsburgh will uh, will come out um, in a statement game before the bye week, and I think they're gonna 
pull off the win against Cincinnati, and I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Um, next game we got on the docket is the L.A. Chargers, formerly of San Diego, as I used to like to call them, against the, <laughs> against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I like the Chargers this week. Uh, Melvin Gordon is a monster. Uh, I think he's so good uh, he for is. that team. And I think he's a difference maker. I got, I got to go with the Chargers. He's just so versatile, and they use him for everything. He just gets the ball on every other play. But I'm going to go Cleveland. Would love to see them above five. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I've really enjoyed watching Cleveland uh, this year, um, even though I haven't really done a lot of watching, you know, but I've definitely enjoyed watching from afar as their fans, like, are happy every week, you know, or at least happier every week. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I'm picking the Super Browns to win over the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to cheer for them. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it's it's a really great story, and it's great to see them, you know, finally getting some wins under the belt. Um, next game we got up is the Bills at the Texans. Going right to you, Ron, right off the bat. Who do you like? Uh, Houston. Houston has to win this one. I mean, I liked the way the Bills played this week, but... Um, I just feel like it's, it's, you know, it, it's not even like a question in terms of like the, the two offenses. Like I like Josh Allen, but I feel like, I feel like Deshaun Watson is just so much better and it's, just, it's, I think it's going to be Houston bottom line. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. Pretty good defense. Offense is starting to click a little bit more. Um, they, they kind of grinded out against Dallas, but, uh, I'm definitely going to go Houston. You know, I'm going against you guys this week. I'm picking the Bills. Um, I think the way that their defense is able to pressure quarterback, I think uh, I think Deshaun Watson showed his true colors this past weekend. He is kind of uh, under duress. He's not the same quarterback. And he seemed a little scared back there when Dallas is coming after him. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the Bills. I think they're I think they're going to be it's going to be close, but I think it's going to come down to a field goal at the end, just like it did this week. Yeah. Um, uh, the next game we got up, Chicago Bears at the Miami Dolphins. Who do you guys like? Um, I mean, I think the Bears are going to win, like, all day. I mean, Miami has just been on a downward spiral. And, I mean, after last week, I don't really see any way for them to really write it at the moment. But, I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm going with the Bears, bottom line. Yeah, you know, uh, Miami's at home. Chicago doesn't play very well on the road. I don't know if their offense is proven yet, really. They're de- Miami, pretty decent defense. Kind of well. Who are we kidding? Chicago's going to blow them out. <laughs> Always with the swerve, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just got uh. two words for you. Duh, Bears. <laughs> uh, I think the Bears uh. just pants the Dolphins and then go drink some mimosas and have some brunch. Uh, they're they're going to... They're going to tear them apart. I think this is not going to be close, and it's going to be pretty ugly. Um, yeah. Next game up, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Ron, who do you like in this game? I mean, I think that Minnesota is going to just run away with it just based on their records alone because I don't think Arizona's had, like, have they had one win even this year? Yeah, I don't think so. The Niners. Okay, well, so they've had one win all year. <laughs> <laughs> they might be starting to find their group, but I don't think they're going to do that well against Minnesota, who, I mean, you know, dropped that game against Buffalo, but otherwise they've looked pretty okay, like, outside of that. So I'm going with the Vikings. Who do you, who do you like, Kyle? Yeah, Minnesota. At the end of the year, they're going to have a pretty good record. This is early. You know, tough, tough uh, match. Yeah. yeah, I think Minnesota, they go home. They're hyped up. They're going to have the crowd behind them, and I, I don't see them losing. Uh, I, I think the Vikings are going to take this game. 
Um, the next game we got up is actually my game of the week. We got the Indianapolis Colts at the New York Jets, and Tom is going to look at me like, what, yeah. are, what are you on? I'm just really excited <laughs> to see uh, this rushing attack from the Jets again. Uh, Bilal Powell and I- Isaiah Crowell, they're just, just monsters for that team. And I think if they can continue to run the way that they've been running, and, I mean, if you look at Indianapolis, they just – let up a ton of points fantasy points wise to Sony Michelle and James White. So again, if you got guys like Powell and Crowell running the way they are, I don't see them being beaten. And I, I got the Jets on this game. Yeah, I don't know if they're reliable yet. They got approved a few more games, but the Jets do look smooth right now. I will. T- yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I don't see any way that Indianapolis can really pull this off, but I've been wrong before. Um, I'm also going with the Jets, though. Right. Next game we got on the docket is the Seattle Seahawks at the Oakland Raiders in London. Uh, yes. Which, that should be interesting, especially being 1 o'clock and, you know, both teams coming from the West Coast. Good job, NFL. That's great planning. Um, yep. Uh, who do you guys like in this game? Well, I feel like it would have been a little bit fairer to them if they had him play in, like, Okinawa or something like that. Um, maybe in <laughs> Australia. But, yeah, no, let's fly these two really West Coast teams out to London. Why not? Um I think I've got to go with the Seahawks here just because Oakland's like just not very good. I mean, things might change different, you know, change this week because they're driving on the, you know, opposite side of the road. But uh, I don't I don't think it will. I think Seattle wins. Yeah, I want to see them turn it around. Chucky, I want to see his first season be successful for John Gruden. But um, I don't know. They're not looking very good. Um, I'm going to go Seattle. And what correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it? Doesn't this make it a primetime game for them? Why would that be too crazy to? get over there for one o'clock us um i mean that's a good point i, I don't actually it, know what the time i think so. it makes it like eight or nine o'clock for the, or seven yeah or something. i mean but according way, to espn well one o'clock our time yeah yeah yeah. Um, i mean according to espn there's still like there's only 217 tickets left so i feel like you're probably right it probably is like prime time for them they love their games over there and i love seeing them so i hope they put on a show but they schedule some stinky games in london sometimes yeah I'm just glad that they didn't schedule it for friggin' six o'clock in the morning like they did that one year with Buffalo. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was not fun. Yeah, because I'm going to get up on a Sunday and watch a game at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think I mean, so. I'd be doing. I mean, I what did is that. this WWE Super that. Showdown? Yeah. Uh, next game we got on the docket is the Carolina Panthers at the Washington Redskins. I think the Panthers are too strong for Washington. I don't think uh, Washington can keep up with the offensive firepower that is the Carolina Panthers. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, Panthers, baby. Defense is pretty strong. Offense is uh, I don't think they'll have an answer for McCaffrey. And if they do, then Cam will run it. Uh, Panthers. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that Washington is, you know, kind of one of those teams. Like, that whole division right now is just really middle of the road. So I think totally. that Carolina is going to win. I don't know that it's necessarily going to be a runaway kind of game, but I, I think that they're going to win. All right, next game we got on the docket is the L.A. Rams at the Denver Broncos. And I know you guys are going to call me crazy, but I'm going with the Broncos. I think the Broncos have two things to their advantage. They got the elevation and home field advantage. Um, that building is very hard to play in, and it showed this past week in Seattle that they have a tough time on the road. If this game was in L.A., L.A. would wipe, wipe the floor with them. It wouldn't be even close. But I just I think the Broncos have that advantage, and I think uh, I think it could be a difference maker. What do you guys think? You know, uh, I feel like it's hard to say this about uh, tough on the road. That was a division battle, you know, and they always play Seattle tough, whether they stink or the Rams are good. 
And I do agree, Mile High is no joke. To, I think it'll be a close first half. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would have to agree with the outcome. Um, I think the Rams are going to win, but uh, I think that it's not implausible that Denver could pull this off. Um, you know, just because this last week was, you know, LA's first time really looking human this year. Um, which means yeah. they're kind of trending downward, even though they're, you know, they, they still won the game. They're still, you know, it, they looked more human, uh, this week. I'm, that being said, I'm, I'm still going, uh, with the Rams though. Right. Next game on the docket as, uh, so told by our own Ron Swarthout for only $13, you can go see this game. It According is to ESPN, <laughs> it is the Jaguars at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what yep. do you guys think about this game? Uh, I think that if you're charging thirteen dollars, you're charging too much. Um, but no, in all in all honesty, uh, <laughs> in all honesty, uh, I think that Jacksonville just has a much stronger team in terms of like their defense. Even their offense is, I feel like, better than Dallas. Um, but I think it's going to be a close game. I I still think Jacksonville is going to eke it out at the end, but I th- I think it's going to be a close game. You know, I'm back and forth pregame warm up. I was thinking Jacksonville, but. I think Dallas at home, you know what, I, I had a change of heart. I think they're going to turn it around. I really want to see Jacksonville in the playoff. I think they're better, but uh, I go Dallas. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and you know, I'm actually going to be going Dallas as well. I think uh, the way that Bortles played this past week, yes, it was crappy weather, but just so many turnovers this past week. Uh, I think the Cowboys at home, that's an advantage. And they didn't have to travel very far for their game la- uh, last night, and they're staying in in state while the Jaguars have to travel from Kansas city to Dallas. I think the travel plays a factor and I think Dallas takes this game and they're going to be packing the bleachers with $13 ticket holders. Yep. You got that right. Yep. Uh, uh, we got three games left. Still got yet to get your guys's game picks. I'm interested to see which ones you guys choose. Um, next game. We got the Ravens at the Titans. Who do you guys like in this game between two, three and two teams? Oh, um, I mean, it's kind of tough to choose between these two just because, I mean, Flacco's been looking pretty good all year. And, uh, I mean, the entire Baltimore Ravens team really has been looking pretty okay. Uh, but the same could be said for Tennessee. Um, I think it's really up in the air, but I'm going with uh, with Tennessee. I think they got to bounce back after that tough loss to the Bills. So I'm going with Titans this week. Who do you like, Kyle? Uh, Ravens. I still think they're a pretty good team in Tennessee. They just lost to Buffalo. Who knows what to think of them to go Baltimore. And I'm going to go with the Titans. I think their defense is better than the Ravens, and I think it's going to be close, uh, but I think the Titans pull it off at the end. Uh, lastly, we got our last two games, our Sunday night football game, the Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots. What a game this is going to be. Oof. Uh, who do you guys like in this game? Well, I think that this has got to be my game of the week, you know, because obviously. Um, I think that... This might be the first time this year when the Kansas City Chiefs lose. I think it might be one of the only times this year the Kansas City Chiefs lose, but I've seen them implode, implode before, so I won't uh, you know, keep myself to that. Um, I think the Patriots are going to win. I don't think it's going to be a landslide. I think it's going to be really hard fought, and it's going to go all the way to the end. Um, also, this is the most expensive game of the, uh, of the week, <laughs> according to ESPN. Uh, the lowest ticket price, according to them, is uh, one hundred and fifty-two dollars. So, holy yeah, this, smokes! Yeah, this this game yep. is drawing some attention. This is going to be awesome. They're probably the two top teams, probably in the AFC. I'm going to take New England. Know how to win big games. Fall short since I think Kansas City will have the lead at halftime. It'll come back and. And this is yeah, actually like going to be do. my game of the week as well because you can't not pick this game. Yep. And you know, and my heart wants to say New England, but man, my 
you know, football self wants to pick Kansas City. I mean, this could be a passing of the torch. It it really could be because the way that Mahomes has been playing, he's been playing completely lights out. Uh, He's been playing on a whole nother level. And, you know, and then when he doesn't necessarily throw for a lot of yards, throw a lot of touchdowns, he's able to lead them down the field to score points. And, you know, I'm still going to go with New England. I think I think it's definitely going to be close. It's going to be high scoring. I th- I'd say this is like a 34-31 game. Um, yeah. But I see New England winning in the end. Yeah, Kansas defense, I don't think, is going to make enough stops. No, I, com- yeah. I completely agree. Um, our last game before we take our last break is the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, who do you guys like in this final game for week six? I'm going to enjoy a wonderful Monday Night Football game. I'm excited to see it. Primetime game. It's too bad. We still lost Garoppolo. Uh, our running back just got hurt. He's probably not going to play. Breda, he's doubtful. Green Bay is just better. They're a better team. It's going to be the Packers. Yeah, I'm I have to enjoy agree. it nonetheless. I cannot wait to sit back. A good game. Yep. Yep. I agree with the uh, pick. I think the Packers are also going to win, but um, I think it's still going to be a good game to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the Packers are the team in this game. You know, even with losing Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison, uh, they were still able to put up 23 points uh, uh, this past week. So I I don't see them losing the, pa- the, the pack at home. So we are going to take our last break. And when we come back, we're going to do our fantasy football corner, start them and sit them. And we have a couple little interesting uh, um, potential matchups that we wanted to run by you guys. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. You don't listen to the heavyweight jumps. Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Well, listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator, Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. <laughs> the Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same Same fat fat channel. channel. All right, and welcome back, everybody, from our last break uh, for this episode. Uh, We're going to get right into our fantasy football corner, uh, where we're going to each come up with our start and sit-ems for the week. Um, before we do that, I wanted to quick touch upon our starts for last week. Um, Kyle, you had uh, mentioned. Yeah, let's just skip. Let's Nick move on to the Chubb next segment here. All right, guys. The Cleveland Browns, <laughs> who got a whopping point two points last week. Um, your sit was also Russell. Alrighty, Wilson, so here's what I'm thinking of week six. it's like crack a beer get this over with um uh i actually had calvin ridley as my start for the week he definitely disappointed he only went for 5.8 points uh and my sip for the week was tyreek hill which you know you guys were relatively in agreement with me but he only ended up with 10.8 points he had four receptions 61 yards so not overly impressive but not terrible um Mm. We, uh, Ron, you had Alex Collins as your start for the week. He ended up with 7.1 points, 59 yeah. yards, and then a reception for 7 yards, so not too shabby. And your sip for the week was Josh Allen, who only yeah, that had was 8.18 8. 8. points. Oh, never fantasy. mind. 
So I'd say that was a pretty good, pretty good uh, sit up on your part. So well done there. Whoa. Um, so who do you guys have for your start instance for this week? Um, I guess I'll start. Um, if for my start this week, um, I'm gonna kind of take somebody out of that field here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Sterling Shepard. From the New York nice. Giants. Nice. If you've got him, he's a really good pick. Like if you're like, especially like if you're getting later in the rounds, um, I pick him like every year because every year he produces at least you know fair amount of points. And uh, this week he's going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, whose defense is ranked 24th in passing. So it's uh, their 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 passing defense is not that great. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Sterling Shepard this week. Um, for my sit. I think I think I've got to go. Sorry, I'm kind of doing this on the fly here because I didn't really think about this ahead of time. Um, I think I gotta go with Vance McDonald. Like, if you're a team with a tight end position, um, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think he's gonna do that much against Cincinnati this week. So I would sit him. What do you guys think? Hmm. So one of my starters, I'm thinking of definitely kind of a gamble here but against buffalo um alfred blue for the texans he was utilized a lot last week with dallas he caught a lot of passes out of the backfield especially if you're in a ppr and that could really benefit you um definitely for a good flex running back two or three um you know definitely he's not someone he's not your starting back at least i hope not um but i think he could be a pretty formidable starter this week uh, i look for him to, to do pretty well and my sit here is going to be David Johnson against the Vikings. I the Vikings stiffen up here against Arizona. Uh, I think they're going to fall behind quick, and I don't think David Johnson will get the ball much. All right. You know, I really, I do really like that sit, Kyle. Um, you know, David Johnson hasn't just been, he hasn't been himself this year. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't yeah. been the David Johnson old, and he hasn't really shown me much. And, you know, I actually, I was flirting with having him as my sit for this week as well, but I went with a different route. Um, my stardom for the week is actually going to be Robbie Anderson of the New York Jets. Um, he had three receptions for over 125 yards and a touchdown this past week. Three it's receptions. Week. It's a very good week. That's an, an incredibly good week. And not yeah. to mention, you're playing an Indianapolis defense that is just terrible. And you're playing at home. I mean, I, I don't see how you can't not start him this week. Uh, my sit for this week is Derek Carr. Going against Seattle with the jet lag over in London. Seattle just played a relatively decent game against the Rams. And I think Carr gets picked off at least four times. Um, totally fair. You know, I, I don't think this is going to be a fun game for him. It'll only be fun for him because he's in Oakland. Uh, he's in London. And that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, he gets to go around and be like, that's where they tape Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did want to run a scenario by you guys. Because, you know, I know how we were all talking earlier about the Kansas City and New England game. Um, mm. If you, for some reason or somehow, it would be miraculous if you did. If you had Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes on your fantasy football team, but you could only start two, who would you start and why? Oh, that's a good question. Um... I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyle, you go. You you go. Uh, you know that's tough because it, it you know it depends what kind of you know backup quarterbacks you have and backup running backs. Um, so that to me is a big variable. I think home. I think Mahomes um, will score pretty well. I think he's uh, he's a must start, and I think Hunt will have a very 
slow moving but uh a successful game i, I think it, it may not be a right off he's not going to score a big right off but i think he's going to have close to 20 points and and maybe he'll um maybe just continues his uh non-explosive streak here we'll see um but i'm thinking mahomes and hunt yeah i mean that's kind of what i was thinking as well um just because i mean so i feel like a lot of people are going to be watching tyreek hill they're going to have a lot of pressure put on him so they're going to want to throw somewhere else and i feel like hunt is just going to be a, a good backup option in case you know the, the throwing just doesn't it doesn't go anywhere um i would probably go with hunt and mahomes as well um just because, I mean, Mahomes has also been on fire, and because I think that Hunt is a great player to have no matter who he's going up against. So, what do you think, Dan? You know, when I when I proposed this question to you guys, you know, I was saying to myself, man, that's that, if you have those three guys on your team, you are in really good shape. You must be at least yeah. three or four and one at least. Um, You're only in a three-team league. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Granted, a lot of t- a lot of people ended up taking Patrick Mahomes really late in drafts, seventh, eighth, ninth round, and Hunt True. wasn't taken until fourth, fifth, sixth round in a lot of leagues that I'm in. Um, mm. Hill was probably the first. Hill or Kelsey were probably the first two off the board for Kansas City's offense. Um, but if I have to agree with you guys, I think Mahomes is a guy that you got to start if you have him, and I think Hunt is another one because the run defense for the New England is not the greatest, but New England is very well known for giving up deep deep plays, and don't be surprised mm. if Ty- Tyreek Hill blows by one of our corners and just go goes for a touchdown for like eighty yards. Don't be surprised because it could yeah. probably happen. Um, but Kyle, I understand that you actually had a scenario for us as well. So I'll, yeah, I'll bring a few up. I got to mention about what you said, Dan. Whatever leagues took Hill before Hunt, that seems kind of crazy. I, I feel like Hunt was was the an easy end of first round, early second round pick, uh, especially where running backs are just so thin in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. And that there's just so many good wide receivers. Um, in my opinion, in, in that, you know, in that kind of game, it really depends what you have too for running backs and receivers. You know, if you have another backup, a good option of receiver, then yeah, maybe, maybe you, you definitely play hunt, but odds are you don't have two top running backs to play over hunt. <laughs> and that's where it gets tough. Yeah. Um, Yes, I, I was thinking I, I got a few matchups. He's, you know, we're going to kind of get away from the, uh, you know, the obvious ones like playing Connor or playing Camara, um, you know, some of the some of these top dogs. Um, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this. If you're going for maybe a flex position, JHI is gone. So do you mm-hmm. go their backup Clement um, or Smallwood? L- l- let's kind of say either or. You could take the package there, um, you know, or... Are you trying someone else like Eckler from the Chargers, who he you know keeps kind of showing up every so often along uh, alongside Melvin Gordon? And I, I ask this because mm-hmm. Philly is just so inconsistent at running back, and they don't always have a good fit. And Eckler is obviously by far the number two <laughs> behind Gordon. Yeah. So so really, your question is which number two is better between Eckler and Clement? Sure. I mean, Clement's now kind of the one, right? It's either Clement or Smallwood. The guy is gone. It's a tough one, man. That I is a really, good, probably... that's a really good question. Yeah, this is kind of considering this yeah. is your flex position, probably right. You're hoping for maybe six, maybe you get twelve points if you're lucky. I yeah. got to go with Eckler. I th- I think he's the more consistent pass catching back, and I think, like you said, because of the inconsistency from Philly, I'm avoiding that backfield like the plague. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think it would. It, it, I just Eckler is just 
I think he's the better choice, in my opinion. And uh, breaking news, guys, Drew Brees just passed Peyton Manning for the all-time passing record. A special. It's it a big deal. That's cool. You know what, Ron? <laughs> uh, so what do you think, Ron? I have to agree. I think I would go with Eckler over, over the other guy, too. Just because, you know, Philadelphia is kind of crappy this year. And uh, I mean, that doesn't really do a whole lot to inspire me to want to pick that guy anyway. I can't even remember what his name is. <laughs> Clement or something? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I have, I have a good yeah. one at receiver I want to get your guys' opinion on. Uh, the, the Browns are turning it around. They're obviously looking pretty good. So Landry, kind of their, their number one guy, he's averaging 12.8 points a game right now. Uh, this is like in a, like a PPR, like a half PPR style. Um, and then you mentioned him earlier, Ron, Shepard, Sterling Shepard. Uh, assuming neither mm-hmm. one of them are your ones, uh, because Shepard might have been a waiver ad or a late pick, and Landry was definitely not an early rounder. So you probably have another big receiver. But if you had to fill in your number two, are you thinking Landry or are we going Shepard, who's averaging 12.2 a game? Um, if I had to pick, I'm going to go with Landry. Um just because I feel like Baker Mayfield is getting a lot more comfortable in his skin as the Cleveland starter. And um, I think there's a lot more, you know, upside there as opposed to, uh, you know, with uh, with Sterling Shepard. Like, he's a pretty reliable uh, receiver. Like, pretty much any game I play him in, he gets me at least seven or eight points. Um, but I feel like there's a lot more potential there between Landry and, and Mayfield than... Uh, you know, yeah, their offense is turning it around, right? And we're talking against – it's yeah. all about matchups in fantasy. So they're going against the Chargers. They give up some yards, you know, so there's there's a good chance that happens. That's true. That's true. This week I might – you know what? I, I'm This week – gosh, that was really a toss-up. I'd still go with Landry, I think, just because he's he's st- he's such a good uh, good receiver. And he uh, he's got a good quarterback. So, yeah. Yeah, for, for me, I, I got to agree with you guys. I, I think uh, – I think Baker has shown me a lot these past couple weeks, and I think the rapport that he has with Landry is better than than that of Eli with Sterling Shepard. And I think a lot of times when Eli's looking down the field, he's not really looking um, Sterling Shepard. He's looking for a guy named OBJ. Uh, so I, I think for me, I think I think Landry is the the guy that I would shoot in the two. Dan, you know Shepard is averaging one point less a game than Odell Beckham. And you know that's pretty amazing. That's weird. It's amazing. Set. That's weird. It's, it's really crazy that you bring that up. I'd still, even after hearing that stat, I'd still pick Landry. Uh, I just think he is the. I think he's the guy who will bring. Uh, I wouldn't say bring him to the promised land, but I think he's he's done very well so far in Cleveland. Yeah. But I think that is gonna do it for this episode of Ride the Pine. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Um, please make sure to go check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Also, go check us out on Anchor.fm backslash Ride the Pine. Is that correct, Ron? That is correct. All right, good. I want to make sure I get that right. Um, <laughs> also, if you are feeling especially generous, you can donate to our show on uh, Patreon.com backslash Ride the Pine. Um, also, you guys got anything before we go? Um, go Sabres, because they're doing good right now. They are. That's pretty much what I got. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the football season's going fast. Uh, we're almost to week six now. Um, a little shout out to Drew Brees. What an accomplishment. The uh, all-time leading passer. It's official. 
um, just happened while we were recording, which is pretty cool. It's a big deal. But um, I'm looking forward yep. to it. I cannot wait for Sunday Night Football. Carrie Underwood, bring us in, baby. We're going to have some fireworks. Kansas City, New England. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, that'll That's be a be great a game. game. Yeah. Uh, but thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Um, for all of us here at Ride the Pine, we thank you for listening. We will see you next week for episode 14 for Ride the Pine. Talk to you guys soon. We'll see you guys Bye. later. Have a good one. Have a good week, guys. Bye.